Good morning, Coach Melody. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask Sharifa. Today's guest is Coach Melody, and Coach Melody is an amazing lady, an amazing coach. To find out more about Coach Melody, visit her website at unwrapyou.com. That's U-N-W-R-A-P-Y-O-U.com unwrapyou.com and her business is unwrap you with coach melody and you can follow her on instagram at coach melody tell us a little bit about you um coach melody and what you do well thank you sharifa for having me on today i am a certified holistic health practitioner i go into companies and i create and implement their on-site wellness programs I also have an amazing coaching program that I do with individual clients, and it's all based on the needs. Uh, what I've found over time, I started off thinking that people wanted to lose weight, but quickly found that that's just a symptom of what's going on with everyone wanting to be a superwoman and be everything to everybody and really not making their self a priority. So based on the assessment, we build a program out for, so every day, every client, every person has a different program and I'm getting amazing results. It just depends on what the, what the client's needs are. Okay. We'll talk a little bit about those results, but first of all, how did you become a coach to begin with? What, what made you decide to go in and help people? Well, that's a great question. I actually started in, um, in the pharmaceutical industry. So I was selling medications, diabetes, high blood pressure, sleep, and I'm just very curious. I did that for 18 years and I started asking doctors like, what is really going on? Because if you notice when you go into doctor's offices, their uh, patients are carrying bags of medication. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to think about how can we create that so we're being more proactive rather than reacting to the medications. And it kept coming down to lifestyle change, lifestyle change. But what does that mean? Right now, doctors don't have as much time to help people. Um, they're seeing their patients, but to really help people with their nutrition and their wellness and their mindset and, and create behavior modifications, that takes time. So I started with my own journey when I struggled after having kids, um, I struggled to lose weight. So I started with the weight loss. And for myself, I'm like, we need more. We need more education. So I went back to nutrition school. I got my um, degree in business and marketing. So I did sales for 18 years. And then I went back to school and started Unwrap You. And it's been an amazing opportunity because I'm now full-time in the business. So I get to travel to amazing places like California, where you are, um, you know, <laughs> Illinois, Missouri, uh, New York. I just came back from China. So the thing about it is really helping to spread wellness and giving people the background and the information they need to be successful. Because it's, you know, it's not enough to say eat vegetables and fruit and bake and bake foods and exercise. That's not enough. People need to walk through and see what's going on with their emotions, their triggers. Um, I'm a published author. So I have an interactive wellness journal. I have a book also. And we work through the uh, different concepts based on that. And I have them to create a blueprint to their success. 
Okay. Wow. That sounds like a lot, a lot of interesting places. I would love to go to China, but I want to go back because I know in everything that I do, I always tell people about my personal journey and being a business consultant started with me being laid off seven times, what I learned, how I learned it and the things that I experienced. So you mentioned your personal journey and, you know, we don't always necessarily want to go into too much, too many details about our personal journey. But when you talk about weight loss, what was that personal journey like for you? And what were some of the things you learned and what are some of the results you achieved? My personal journey really happened around, I got, like I said, I had children and I couldn't lose weight. So it started off for weight loss purely for me. And I'm a solutions person. And I'm like, why am I not losing weight? And it was because my food combinations were off. Now, I noticed this after I went back to nutrition school, got my certification, and I do more of a holistic approach. So mm-hmm. it's not just weight loss, but other things that are impeding the stress, the stress mm-hmm. of my job and managing my house and my family. Um, it was just a lot because, again, we have that superwoman syndrome, and I was doing that, not sleeping well, so my body is not able to replenish. And what I did is once I figured it out for me, I wanted to go and help other people. It really impacted me mentally because, you know, it doesn't matter if you're holding on to 10 pounds, 20, 30, or 100. A person's 10 is just as important as another person's 50 if you can't get it off. And just building that clarity and understanding. So my journey was just the struggle for me mentally, physically, emotionally. And then once I got it off, um, it's a part of keeping it off as well. So I have been maintaining, you know, since 2003. So my journey started a while ago and I just kind of found my space in the entrepreneur role because just like you said, you know, with your situation being laid off that many times, I just came to a place in my sales position where I wasn't, I wasn't feeling like I was helping people anymore. And I feel like, you know how you always, they always say, do what you would do for free. So mm-hmm. what I would do for free, I found I was going to speaking events. I'm working with young people around wellness. I'm showing, you know, I'm putting on 3K walks. I mean, I'm just really having fun with the whole wellness industry. And then I had the opportunity. My job became very stressful. So that was another part of my journey. So, so stressful to where I would, I was not happy. And so it just mm-hmm. comes to show that money does not bring you happiness because I made a lot of money. I had a company car. I had great benefits, expense account, but still I wanted more. And so now I'm full-time entrepreneur and I am helping women with a lot of clarity around life because I have so many skill sets. Now, one of the things that you mentioned is that you were able to go from being an employee into being self-employed. What was that process like for you? Did you just jump right out there and quit your day job and then go for this? Did you did it take you a couple of years? What you know, because people always want to kind of well, I won't say always and, and everyone doesn't, but people tend to want to work for themselves, but they don't want to give up the safety of you know, being an employee, or maybe they don't know how to make that transition. How were you able to successfully make that transition? Well, honestly, Sharifa, that was, it wasn't automatic. I was in corporate America, like I said, and I transitioned through, I went and got my certification while I was working a full-time position. I started, I got my LLC in 2013 and um, I didn't leave corporate America until last year. So I started like get my name out there, you know, doing speaking events, workshops, 
um, getting some contracts. And then when I finished, that's why I kind of transitioned into corp into doing more workplace wellness because it's needed. First of all, the stress and work-life balance of employees are very unbalanced right now. And um, then working contracts with like the school districts, uh, a university. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, we, I need to make changes. And so I started, you know, stacking dollars, honestly, mm-hmm. saving it because mm-hmm. like now that I've been full time, it's not as easy. It's not as consistent. So you don't want to just jump out there with no plan, you know, and without actually starting something ahead of time. They say, like, let your full-time job fund your passion, and then you transition it over. So that worked for me. So I'm in year two of full-time entrepreneurship, and it's going well because now I have my contracts coming in. You know, people recognize me. I'm getting, you know, booked to do speaking events, um, to do workplace wellness. I only need a few contracts, and then I have a we didn't talk about this, but I have an online program that people can go right to unwrapyou.com and they can purchase the 21 day shape up. It actually is an automated program where they can still lose weight. It, it covers all of the aspects and the, the critical points that I use in my program because I found that there's just not enough of me <laughs> when it comes to client because I'm only coaching on Monday. So it's a lot to do. It's a lot of people out there that need help. So the automated program helps me out a lot now also. And it just launched a couple of weeks ago. Well, that's wonderful. Congratulations. You're definitely doing your thing. So let me um, ask you this. One of the things that you mentioned was you, you mentioned it repeatedly and you said workplace wellness, workplace wellness. And that's a term I have never heard. And I actually want to talk a little bit about that, but I'll just give you two examples. Um, I have two friends, two different friends. One, one of my friends used to live in Los Angeles. She now lives in Atlanta and she comes here maybe twice a year just to visit. Two years ago, we went to lunch and she was telling me that her diabetes was getting very bad. And I told her, you know, you really know what to do. You know, you know how to, um, she says her job was killing her. And I said, well, you're going to have to find something else because, um, you know, I'm your friend. I'll have lunch with you every year, or every day or whatever, until, you know, you really, till you make a difference, but you have to make that change. And she said, it was so funny. She said, her doctor said the same thing. He told her, I'm your doctor. You know, if you don't make the changes that you need, you come in next year, I'm going to tell you the same thing, but you still, she, he said the same thing. Your job is killing you. I was talking to a friend of mine last night in Virginia who just got a job. She was working for a year. And when she started this job, I told her, I said, this is temporary, you know, it's good pay is nice and all of that, but it's temporary because you really want to be an entrepreneur. She wants to open a restaurant and that's really where her passion is. And so she was excited about the job. You know, she, she started, she'd been there a year last night at, at midnight, her time. Um, she called me and she was like, this job is killing me. My blood pressure is going up every, you know, every time I go in, it, it just shoots up. And I told her, I said, you know, we discussed this last year. You're doing, you know, you know she complained about her supervisor. And I told her, you know, it's not really your supervisor because it's a job and it's never going to be perfect. And what you really want is to be an entrepreneur. So I tend to see a lot of 
places or people that need that workplace wellness. But again, I've never heard that term. How did you come up with that term and what specifically would you define as workplace wellness and some of the things that you can do to, you know, not have a job that's killing you? Ha. Huh. That is a that is a whole segment in itself, Sharifa. <laughs> but I I really will do my best. Now, mm-hmm. for your individual friends, they will be perfect for my individual coaching program. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I do that on Mondays. And if a person want to get a hold of me, we go through a, a free discovery session to find out to kind of map out their plan. Because workplace wellness is where I go into companies and actually build a program out for them. And a lot mm-hmm. of the larger companies, corporations already have it because they found that workplace wellness is linked to improve mood, increase productivity, and increase on the ROI. Because when you are investing in your employees, meaning you're flexible with their time, you're flexible mm-hmm. with them doing things with their family, you're flexible in their health, you're allowing them to go work out, that makes a huge difference because people want to work for people that, that care for them. And Mm -hmm. how I came up with workplace wellness is because, again, when I first started the business, remember, I was just doing coaching, helping people Mm -hmm. to lose weight in the beginning. But I found that that wasn't even the problem because there was a lot of other underlining layers that need to be peeled back. And Mm -hmm. then how I got into workplace wellness is because my skill set is so high. I I was trained by a corporate, you know, a Fortune 100 company. So I have Mm -hmm. expectations on a lot of things on expectations on what people do, the discipline, um, also expectations on salary and dealing with individual people. It would just take me a whole lot. So now what I do is contract out so I can fly out to LA or I could fly out to New York or Georgia or what have you and do programming with employees right on site. I can do it virtually. Mm-hmm. It makes me a lot more marketable. Um, and it, also the contracts are more robust and the people are there because one thing, a lot of times, unfortunately, people don't want to pay for their wellness. They'll pay for a purse that costs thousands of dollars or an expensive luxury car. But we haven't really started to invest in our health the way that we need to. Some areas are more progressive than others. For example, California, people pay for things about their health because I lived there before. I actually grew up in L.A. and we, when I was there, people cared about how they look because you can dress in nice slinky clothes all year long, where Mm -hmm. when you go more to the South and the Midwest, people don't necessarily, you know, they may feel like, oh, I'll, when I can take the sweater off and the clothing off, I'll, you know, start to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to teach people lifestyle change. If they don't hear anything else on this podcast, it really is about lifestyle change and finding out what they need to do for long-term health and wellness. The diabetes rate, the um, high blood pressure, hypertension, um, obesity, it's out the roof. It, it really is right now. We are in the worst. We're educated. We're smart. We make more money. But people are eating on the go constantly. They're eating out. They're feeding their kids that people aren't preparing meals at home. We need to restructure our mindset in order to, and I do a lot about mindset when I'm starting because until you can change the mindset, the behavior is not going to follow. You cannot, you know, be in the drive-thru and the fast food and that all takes time to recondition your brain. Does that make sense? I mean, it makes, it makes perfect sense, but then it leads me to one of my favorite questions because for me and the people who know me, they know that I'm considered a recluse. 
um, someone who stays home. But part of the, the reason that I stay home is because I have the time to prepare my meals. I have the time to prepare my food. I've worked for large corporations and even in those large corporations, you know, as employees, the employees would get, I remember one company in particular, the employees would get a 30 minute lunch. Now people go, oh, okay, that's common. You know, people get 30 minute lunches, but I literally had to leave the company because even though we had a 30 minute lunch, there was no food in the building. There was nowhere in the building for us to go food, to get food. Now the nearest restaurant, if we want to call it a restaurant, let me just say fast food place. The nearest place to eat was a McDonald's and the McDonald's was approximately six blocks away. So in 30 minutes, you had to go to your car, leave your, so leave your desk, walk to your car, get in your car, drive to McDonald's, order your food, wait for your food, either sit there, eat the food and drive back to work or drive back to work and eat your food. So you are basically eating junk to begin with, but you're rushing and, and, and scarfing down your food. And, you know, I would complain to management and they would say, well, bring your food from home, you know, cause they did have microwaves. They had microwaves and vending machines. That was the extent of what you could eat. And I knew that wasn't healthy. So now I take my time to prepare my food. I take my time to eat my food, to enjoy my food. But the other thing is there's not, you know, for me, it, I wouldn't call it a luxury. Some people call it a luxury, but I, I sacrificed a lot to be able to ha to do this because for me, it was about saving my life, being mm -hmm. able to, to stay at home. But people consider it a luxury. And so they look at, okay, they're already working, you know, eight and a half hours, unless they're in management or executive, and they may be working 10, 12 hours per day. And then they have maybe a 40 minute commute each way. And so by the time they get home and they're dealing with their children and their families, they don't have the same time it takes to be able to prepare their food. And the majority of the things that they can go and pick up are fast food, your fast food restaurants. So what if, you know, I, I even before I ask that question, I'll even tell you this. One of the things that I did personally is when I was working is I decided to sign up for those companies that meal prep for, for a whole week. And it's, it was supposed to be healthy. They send you all the natural, natural ingredients, you know, everything you need to make the food for the, you know, you can make it day by day or you can make it for the week. And I was like, Oh, this is good. I want to try this. This is supposed to be healthy. All my friend, all my coworkers were doing it. And when I did it and I received the box, I thought it was going to be more prepared. I thought the food was going to be kind of prepared and it was a lot of different herbs and, and I would have to, it would have taken me probably two hours to fix one meal. And I wound up just packing it back up and literally taking it next door to my neighbor and saying, here, y'all like to cook. Y'all can have this because I don't have the time to put, you know, together, even like it was like a pizza and, and you had to add all the herbs and you had to knead the dough and all. I'm like, I don't have this kind of time, you know? So what do you say to that? I say that um, people have to make time. It, it, the time that you can take in the drive through you could have went home and really cooked because you, I, I teach people to prep, you know, it really is very important to have mechanisms in place 
for your nutrition, for your children. We know there, and I can't tell you all my secrets on the podcast. They need to call Coach Melody. Just go look up unwrapyou.com and send me a message, right? So mm-hmm. they could get all of the nuggets. But honestly, the time you spend in drive-through getting food, and then you got to get home and, and get it out, you could have went home. I show people how to do 20 minutes or less. And, mm-hmm. and half of it is really prepping and eating more fresh, whole foods rather than eating all this processed food that is not making you healthy. And then what's happening is it's, it's, it's really hurting the insides and the um, obesity rate for our young people have grown. It has um, doubled. And mm-hmm. the reason why is because I see it. They're going in the morning to get their their um, chips and soda from the Moto Mart, or I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that, from the gas station. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they transition right into lunch. So they eat lunch at school, which is processed. And then mm-hmm. they come home and you run through the drive-thru. That's processed. We mm-hmm. need to get back to cooking our meals. And yes, if you're an executive, I, I, I kind of break people's day out like this when I'm in the corporate wellness space and working with clients. I'm like, one third of your time is sleep. One third of your time is at work. So you have another third. So it's upon you to figure out what is the most productive way to use that time. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, you have to take control of that. So if that means on Sunday, you take a couple hours to go bake the the proteins that you want, you know, to go to the grocery store and get your veggies. Um, I, I mean, it's easy. I steam for the whole week. And not the whole week, but from several days and just combine it in different in different foods. And we have to eat more whole, more food is for nourishment. So that mm-hmm. is my tip. Food is for nourishment. Just like you put gas in your car, it drives the car. We put food in our body to drive it. But we go out and I see it all the time when you go out to any event. It's just full of fried foods like chicken wings and French fries, chicken wings and, or shrimp and French fries. All that Every once in a while is okay, but you cannot eat like that on a regular basis and, can, and and be able to maintain your level of healthy, you know, your brain, your brain need healthy foods in order to, to nourish it, in order for it to flow and um, to cr- decrease brain fog and just to feel better. And you just feel lighter. And we haven't even added any exercise to it. So I was going to yeah. ask about that. Yes. Yeah. So that's definitely one of the things that I do. And again, they can go on my website. I have the interactive journal, which really helps people with ideas and tips. Um, It has health tips in it, daily motivations, um, ways to keep up with everything, goal setting, because we have to start sitting down, mapping out, just like we map out. We have to be at work in here. We got this assignment. We have this meeting. How do we prioritize and map out our life? So you, you know, I I say to anyone listening or any of your friends that you have that need some help, have them call me because it really does make a difference to have a plan and then have the accountability because what happens also when people do things alone, they're like, unless you just are truly disciplined like I am, this is a lifestyle for me. But I'm talking to many women on a regular basis at speaking events, when I do workshops, when I go into the workplace. They'll just, okay, I'll do this. And it lasts for a few days, a week, at, you know, a couple of weeks if you're lucky. And then you go right back into the other habits because that's you haven't built the lifestyle change that's needed. And to have that other outside source, being able to evaluate you, being able to give you different thoughts and um, change your thought mm-hmm. process, it helps dramatically with the results. Yeah. 
I can I can imagine. And like you said, when you were discussing the children, they start off their day with a bag of chips and they go on throughout the day. One of the things that's so different in 2019, even from when I was a child, is that we didn't have all this technology where we just sit and play. And even as employees, what we do is we sit in front of our computers. We come home, we sit, you know, in front of the television or we sit on our, on our phones. There isn't as much, you know, activity. So we suffer from inactivity, which again leads to obesity. So if you're, you're eating processed foods, you're not doing any exercise, you will have obesity. And so even through my um, life's journey, one of the things that I found was so important was portions. Would you like oh, to talk yeah. a little bit about portions? Oh yeah, absolutely. But let me just go to one thing you said, Sharifa, uh, mm-hmm. at the workplace. I have been in a workplace where people don't even go take breaks to go to the bathroom, but once in a day and they sit all day. That mm-hmm. is the worst because that's lack of movement. And right. you are supposed to move at least um, five to 10 minutes every hour. That is the goal. So mm-hmm. to make, I always tell people, just start off with just a walk for 30 minutes. Even if you have to break it down and walk 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, or 15 and 15, but you have to make time for yourself. For me, I have a whole full day But I make sure in the morning, I get up at six o'clock in the morning, I get to the gym and then I start my day Mm -hmm. because we are not moving enough. Because think about it, back in the day, um, even before I was born, people were doing more field work and and doing more manual labor and they had to catch buses. So that means you're walking and we're not doing that anymore. Our kids don't walk anywhere, not even to school. They walk to the corner, the bus take them and they bring them back. But we used to have a lot more movement in our day than we do now. So we have to be more intentional. And mm-hmm. I, I, I would say 30 minutes is the least. The American Heart Association recommends 10,000 steps per day. 10,000 mm-hmm. steps equal about six miles. I mapped it out. I stick with it. That's my minimum goal. 10,000 mm-hmm. steps a day. But you, a person won't just start there. I say everybody is different. Some people have health conditions. Some people, you know, may not have the time for that. But if that means walking up the steps in the building, if that means parking further, if that means when you're shopping at the mall, walk around the mall one time, then shop, walk around the mall two times, go up the steps. I do all of that and it works. And you have to just learn that, okay, I have to move. And when you have a tracker, some type of device to help you to understand how much you are or are not moving, it helps too. Mm Yeah. Yeah. You know, I definitely agree. And walking, staying active, 10,000 steps for for a lot of people sounds like a lot, you know, like a a high number. And I definitely have the the tracker on my phone. And one of the things, you know, it's a simple thing. Sometimes the simplest things make a difference. But I I love the fact that my tracker and what I'm going to do is get one, you know, physically for my body. Um, But the tracker on my phone, even when I'm, I'm just walking and it'll give me that little alert and it'll say, you know, 12 minutes of activity noted, 10 yep. minutes of activity. And I'm like, I wasn't even necessarily trying to go for a walk or trying. I was just moving and out and shopping and doing different things. And it'll give me the alert 15 minutes of activity. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, yep. so it kind of motivates me it's to. Yeah. Yeah, And it's your accountability partner too, because you have it, because I'm always like this, you have to be accountable to yourself, no one else. 
And mm-hmm. I tell people, don't don't do it for anybody other than yourself. You want to feel good for yourself. And it does increase mood. It does increase endorphins. It makes you feel better. But my, I, I actually have a new device that was forced upon me for the holiday this year. And mm-hmm. uh, I was losing with the other device I had. I was losing about 3,000 steps a day. So mm-hmm. this one tracks everything when you're um, when you're doing different moves it tracks it. And it Mm -hmm. tells you if you haven't moved, um, it's 250 steps in an hour. It'll Mm -hmm. be and say, you need to move. Um, I hardly ever do that, but it'll give you like the constant. And this is from nine to six. And it really is helpful to have that because if I'm in a meeting or something, I'll get up and walk. I will, I will get up and um, walk around if I'm not presenting, just walk up and down because it's really just walking up and down the steps or the building or the hallway mm-hmm. and getting your, those 250 steps in. And once you start, for me, it's a high and it's something to for, for women especially, we give to so many people. We give to everybody else. If it's your relationship, your children, your work, your extracurricular activities. So for me, to do that 30 minutes for myself is the time that I get for me, for clarity, for relaxation, for unwinding. And we have to make sure that we're giving ourselves a little bit of time to just be human and who we are. But I have to find out where to get this device. Is, the, is it available on your website? No, this is not mine. And I don't want to say the name because they're not paying us to promote, right? No, I, I get that. <laughs> I definitely understand. But I'm like, I don't have to find this device. You might want to be an affiliate, you know, get you an affiliate link and put it on your website. Send them send them there because I need something, you know, to, to help me with the reminders. Because again, being that I, I work from home, it's easier for me to get up and move. I don't have to worry about, oh, can I leave my desk? Any of those kind of things. But being that I'm at home all the time, I have to make a conscious, deliberate effort to get out the house, to go for a walk. You know, not only it's a wonderful thing for exercise, but it's also wonderful for mental health. You know, it's not good for your mental health to just sit in one place and not get fresh air or, you know, see people or see the world or get some, you know, the vitamin D from the sun. So I make a conscious energy to, to get out the house and not sit in the house all day, every day, but also important to get those steps in as far as exercise. But I also wanted to go ahead and talk about portions because I I recently last year lost about 30 pounds. Um, And one of the ways I did it in different ways, but one of the things that I noticed it during that process is that my portions changed the amount of, you know, food that I ate and the weight came off and to a certain extent, some of it came back, but, but I wouldn't, I would not go back. I was just amazed by like the large portions I was eating prior to this, you know, I was like, okay, wow. That, you know, and I started reading, um, the serving sizes on, on things that I had never read the serving size for. Like I would just eat things. And then when I was going through this process, I would be like, oh, wow, that I ate the whole thing. And it, it actually says on it, 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 that's four serving sizes or that's three serving sizes. And I'm like, oh, well, it's just, you know, I was just going to eat it. Can we talk a little bit about that, Coach Melody? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That uh, I have a wellness chat. I had one yesterday for mm-hmm. a group of ladies and um, portion sizes is very important. We are overeating um, in everything and we don't understand our nutrition. So there is a nutrition uh, label on everything that you eat that's processed. 
Mm-hmm. And what people don't look at is so they'll get a bag of chips, for example, and mm-hmm. it's, eight, it's eight servings in there. And I tell people, I have a show and tell all the time when I do workshops and people are like, oh, I eat that whole bag. Well, that is not good because mm-hmm. you have not multiplied everything on the back of the label times eight. So if it's eight serving sizes and you have to say it's eight times whatever the calories is, the fat, the, the carbohydrates, the sugar, whatever that is. The candy bars are are four servings now because they're super big and people mm-hmm. go and eat all four pieces of whatever that is because I, I was just amazed. I go through the store sometimes and just look around, um, you know, donuts and all that. It's not that you can never have them. It's just everything in moderation. So what I told my group of ladies yesterday is start using a small plate because it's really about mindset. So mm-hmm. if you have to get this, Sharifa, you can um, you can do this. Instead of using a large plate, use a small plate. Mm-hmm. Because once your mind sees it and it finishes, it's really like a trigger. Okay, I'm done. Well, mm-hmm. when people get a big plate, for some reason, we're taught to fill it up. But you don't mm-hmm. need to eat all that. And then I also believe in measuring, um, especially when a person is starting out, if they're doing it on their own, get some measuring cups because you have to know carbohydrates are huge. So of course it's best to get off the carbs and processed foods if you're trying to um, lose weight. But even when you're in maintenance mode, I have a system for that as well. So it's really creating a system that works for you, but -hmm. you have to, first of all, read the labels, make sure you're eating more fruits and vegetables, getting your servings in, in the lean meats and knowing how much of that, because you could eat more of um, like, for example, with the meat is about, a portion is about a palm of a normal palm. Mm-hmm. So that's about four ounces. So the recommended serving size is somewhere around four to six ounces. Mm-hmm. And then I'm telling you, you know, to have smaller portions, but eat more often. So I'm trying, I try to get my clients to go up to like four to six meals, but meals aren't what we're used to. Like we're used to, oh, you got to have some meat on there. And then you have to have some pasta, then vegetables, and you have to have your bread. You don't have to have all that. A meal is a serving of, of nuts. A meal is a serving of, of a piece of fruit and some water. Um, and that's a whole nother story with just making sure you're drinking water and, and getting rid of the sugary drinks because it's a lot of sugar mm-hmm. in sodas and juices. And people are like, well, I'm drinking orange juice. No, you're not. If it's in the container, it's processed. The only mm-hmm. way you're really drinking real orange juice, if you get the orange and you squeeze it in some of the health food stores, they do that. They actually fresh squeeze your juices. Otherwise, you're just you're um, not having real orange juice. Mm-hmm. If you look on the back of it, it's just laden with sugar. And you need to know how what that sugar gram is and how much that is and what is your like sodium count. All that you need to be reduced, especially when you're talking about portions and servings and making sure that you're reading the labels. Yes, absolutely. I had a personal um, coach, not a personal coach. What do you call it? I had a fitness trainer. Let's just go with that. But okay. he, he was helping me to, to work out and he was wonderful. He was so amazing, but he was, I mean, I guess other people do it, but he was different than anybody else I had worked out with because he not only would you know help you work out and get you on track as far as walking and working out in the gym but he also helped with nutrition and one of the first things he did that I thought was just so 
amazing for me, but also um, kind of frightening and scary is he said, what we're going to do, how we're going to start you off with your nutrition and your, and your weight loss is we're going to go grocery shopping. And I was like, okay. So we went grocery shopping. And so I'm thinking, okay, he's going to give me all this healthy stuff. And he, he says, no, just shop and get what you would normally get, buy what you would normally buy. And he kind of walked behind me. And every time I reach for something and I put it in the basket, he would take it out the basket. He would, he would read it to me, read the service size on it to me, read, you know, and I'm like, and it wasn't that I felt bad, but it was knowledge is power. There was so much that I was just getting out of habit, getting because I had eaten it for years or maybe the family had eaten or I have, I've been fixing quick meals, you know, and one of the things that he definitely pointed out was orange juice. You know, I'm reaching for that orange juice because in my mind, I think I'm doing the right thing. I'm getting vitamin C, helping the kids. And when I, when he showed me the sugar amount, but it was, it, he was so positive because he just helped me find alternatives. Yeah. Well, the thing, the, the point of this conversation, hopefully listening is it's okay to read. We are here online and Ask Sharifa with Coach Melody, and we have been talking about very helpful points. We've talked about weight loss. We're talking about exercise. We uh, also invite you to speak directly with Coach Melody because she has so much information to share. And if you want to find out more about Coach Melody, you definitely want to visit her website, and her website, again, is unwrapyou.com. That is unwrapyou.com. So if anyone has questions, go ahead, uh, Coach Melody. Yes, again, visit the website at unwrapyou.com. And so all of our listeners, as always, we definitely invite you to share this interview because friends don't let friends miss out on Ask Sharifa. And if you have questions if you like to be a guest or if you like to watch more or, or listen to more of our interviews visit the Hello. website at asharifa.com when you're looking to buy or rent a property you need fireballapproves.com they protect you against renter fraud and much more give us a call today at 904-580-6740 before you shop if fireball approves it then you can rest assured that it's a safe deal why go anyplace else with over 20 years of experience you bet we've got your back that's fireballapproves.com don't get scammed make sure fireball approves agency number a 180 if you want to take your business to the next level, then you need InTheNewsPR.com. It's the perfect PR agency that can increase your business exposure along with your media interest through thoughtful storytelling and strategic media campaigns. That's InTheNewsPR.com. Give us a call at 562-822-0965 and see how we can get your company in the news. From marketing and social media to public relations and interviews, we've got it covered. That's InTheNewsPR.com. PR.com. Make sure everyone knows your business.